Hey moms, welcome to this episode of the Dorenda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorenda, wife to one, mom to eight, nana to 10, and 30-year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm also the author of three books, The Unhurried Homeschooler, The Four-Hour School Day, and Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart. I am also getting ready to publish my fourth book, March 5th. It's called Raising Boys to Men, a simple, mercifully short book on raising and homeschooling boys. I'm already getting some great reviews from my pre-readers. I'm excited to get this book into your hands. If you're interested in staying connected with me on that particular topic and participating in giveaways and such, please subscribe to my email subscriber list. I'll leave a link in the show notes. If you do that today and use that link, you will receive free access to Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart, the devotional that I wrote specifically for homeschooling moms. Also, I'm really excited. If you are mom, a mom to teens, please be sure that you listen to this podcast all the way through to the end because I have an important resource to share with you after the prayer. I received a heartwarming message from Rachel in Oklahoma that I just had to share with all of you. Rachel writes, I've gotten my son on CTC math. He's my oldest of five and he absolutely loves it. He shared how it allows him to progress at a pace that's right for him, much faster than our previous material. And here's the cherry on top. This shift has gifted me extra time, allowing me to focus more on my two and three-year-olds. Rachel says, Thank you for sharing CTC math with your listeners. It's already making a huge difference for us. Moms, if you haven't yet, it might be time to explore what CTC math can do for your family. Jumpstart your child's math journey by visiting ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Now, I recently received a message from a mom asking about how much she should expect her kids to help around the house. I realize that many of you might have the same questions, so I thought I'd dive into this topic today. But before I do, I want to mention another topic to you that our family has had personal experience with, and that was a run-in with CPS. So legal encounters with child protective services are not just limited to school-age children or toddlers. My own family's situation actually involved a newborn who ended up in the hospital. Laws regarding newborn health procedure and medical opinions can sometimes clash with parental rights. Heritage Defense has represented many Christian homeschool families in these kinds of situations. If you intend to homeschool, but only have very young children or are are even just expecting your first, I encourage you, please sign up with Heritage Defense. Membership includes a 24-7 hotline to a Christian attorney, full legal representation from initial contact all the way to court if needed, and legal consultations at no additional cost. All of this, you guys, for only $19 a month or $190 for the year. Learn more in the show notes and be sure to share this with any young parents who might benefit from membership. Okay, so here's the message I received from the mom I mentioned earlier. She said this, how much is too much to expect children to help with? As in, I'm mama, not them. So is it poor stewardship to ask for help with the dishes, the laundry, household chores, etc.? And she mentions as a side note, my children all work hard in other areas. So it's not a matter of teaching work ethic. It's more of a question of whether I'm being responsible or irresponsible or unkind to ask for help, if that makes sense. And no, I'm not just putting my feet up. 
I totally hear what she's saying. This is what I love about her question. I love her heart and desire to do what's best for her kids, that she's willing to take it in the shorts, so to speak, to be sure she doesn't use her children or show poor stewardship. And so I love that part of what she's saying. But I have a lot to say about kids helping at home. If you've been listening for any length of time, you know I am passionate about this and there are many reasons for that. So I'm gonna touch on some of those reasons today, but I wanna start with the stewardship aspect. We need to start at the very beginning. When God created Adam and Eve and the Garden of Eden, he gave them the garden to steward. And he did that before the fall. So work is something we were created to do. Now, this mom obviously uh, sees that her kids are developing a work ethic in other areas, but I'm telling you, there is a special place for um, a specifically resilient and persevering amount of work ethic that comes with helping out at home. And again, I'm going to go into some of the reasons why it's important, but I love her heart. But I do I do want to, again, remind you about the stewardship aspect. We are stewards of what God has given us. So God has given us homes and cars and typically yards to care for, things to maintain. Those are blessings from the Lord. And we are called to care for, to steward well the blessings from the Lord. And we need to teach our children to do the same. And one thing that I've heard um, over the years is moms coming to me that are completely burnt out because they're not having their kids help out around the house with the chores and all that. You guys, this is more than one person can handle. If you're homeschooling your kids and you've got a home and cars and yard to take care of, you need to involve them in that process, understanding that that actually is good and biblical stewardship. You are teaching them biblical stewardship because you are teaching them by example and working alongside of them and by your directives that it is important to take care of the things that God has given us. What we don't want is we don't want life to be a big, unpleasant surprise to our kids. We want to slowly prepare them for real life And they can do that most readily and consistently by helping to maintain our homes, our yards, our cars, meal planning, all of that. This is is very important. Our kids should be helping in the everyday maintenance of the home. So I'm talking about laundry, dishes, meal prep, meal cleanup, weekly house cleaning, dusting, vacuuming, mopping, cleaning toilets, again, depending on their age, feeding animals, yard work, maintaining the inside of the car. They can help out with that. So those are all just kind of like basic things that need to happen on a daily and weekly Um, and even monthly, um, they need to happen regularly on that type of schedule. And so what we want to do is we do want to involve our kids in that. And again, we want to do it at an age appropriate, in an age appropriate way. I will try to include an image, uh, a graphic in the show notes that is one of my favorite super simple age appropriate chore charts. You can google this yourself. But I love this one because it's really it's really simple. It's it's black and white and it's just so easy to read. It's easy on the eyes. It's not obnoxious and you could easily print it up black and white if you wanted to just as a reminder. But 
It's from the Flanders family. So kudos and credit to them. Um, I think they have the Flanders. If you look up the Flanders family, she's got lots of, she's got a blog and all kinds of great um, sort of like Titus II information if you ever wanted to check her out. Now you might be wondering how in the world am I gonna get my kids to do this, okay? So this has to be part of the daily rhythm. It has to be part of the daily routine. And so one of the things that I did when I was pregnant with my sixth and realized I could not wing it anymore. I needed more organization um, before I had that baby. And so what I did was I went to a book. Um, It's a spiral bound book and it's called, um, I think it's called Managers of Their Homes. And I'll leave a link in the show notes. Um, If you really are like at a loss as to how to organize, maybe you've got several kids, you're like, I don't even know where to start. Um, That was a really great book to go through. And I did not read the whole thing. I perused it and and I just began the process and sort of figured it out as I went. So it's not like you have to read the whole thing if you don't want to. And it's a great resource to have on the show shelf. But I will leave a link in the show notes for that as well. All right. So doing these chores, having our kids do doing these chores is part of being a family. And this is what we told our kids the whole time they were growing up. This part of being in a family is taking on appropriate responsibility. I mean, because if everybody does their part, nobody has to do most of the work and nobody gets burned out. So there's a verse in Proverbs that says, many hands make for light work. And that is absolutely true. So this whole idea of, of our kids doing chores as being part of a family, it's also about being part of a team. Our family is a team. And doing these chores and taking care of the things that God has given us, that stewardship aspect is part of our family mission. We're stewarding what God has given us. We're also taking care of each other because as we're preparing meals and we're cleaning up and we're keeping our home in order, we are contributing to so many things um, that care for each other. I mean, if our houses become incredibly dirty, um, that can be a, a, a hazard for virus and bacteria and things like that. Um, There's just so many ways that stewarding what God has given us is part of taking care of each other as well. Also, doing chores and having daily responsibilities at home is an important part of our kids' education. So I did a podcast a while back called Chores, Why They Are Essential, and I'm gonna leave a link in the show notes if you wanna hear more about this. But here are just a few things that our kids learn from helping out in the area of chores. First of all, it really grows their skills. There are a variety of tasks around the house, dishes, organizing, cleaning skills, knowing what a good job looks like. So that's part of, that's our part in it is don't expect what you're not willing to inspect, okay? So we're gonna give our kids regular chores every day, but we're also going to inspect and see how they did. I had to leave actual 15 to 20 minute time slots in my daily rhythm so that I could teach my kids what it looked like to do a good job of cleaning a room or whatever chores that they had. And, uh, you know, kids are not going to do a good job if we don't check up on them. So, but as they, as we gently correct Um, So what we want to do is we want to give a praise and then a a correction and then another praise. So point out something you see that's good, point out something that might need to be corrected and then give them another praise on top of that. And it's much easier for them to swallow the criticism um, when it's given that way. 
So one of the things that I think we really need to remember is that when we correct our kids, when we're when we're showing them what else needs to be done in a room, let's just say we're standing um, in the door of the room and we're looking at the bedroom and we can see that, um, you know, there's stuff in the corners, uh, the bed isn't made. So what I would do is ask them questions. I would say, I want you to, this looks really good. The middle of the floor looks great. Wonderful. Do you see anything that isn't put away? Do you see anything that isn't undone, that isn't done properly? Can you point that out to me? Because what you want to do is train their eyes to see what a good job looks like. So again, as we're doing that, our kids are going to grow in skills. A kid could become like a superhero at cleaning out cars and detailing cars could be something they do as a teenager to make great money because that is a wonderful low overhead uh, personal business that a, a teenager could do, okay? So growing skills is important and it happens very readily through doing chores. Proverbs twenty two twenty nine says, do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. So growing skills is important. All right, some of the other things that that our kids learn as we're doing these chores day in and day out is it encourages problem solving and efficiency. So what we want is for our kids to to look at if when they run into an obstacle in their job to not just stop and give up, but to think about how could I how can I overcome this obstacle? Okay? And then they begin, it's problem solving, it's critical thinking, it's creativity. Um, it's And then also learning to be efficient. They want to get it done, right? They, they don't want to spend an hour on dishes. So how can we get this done faster? Now, one thing that I will say that I did that was a mistake is some of my more efficient kids, I would actually give them more jobs because they were so efficient and I had one in particular who said, please don't punish us for being efficient. And I realized, oh my goodness, that's what I'm doing. I need to reward them for it. They should be able to be cut loose and be done for their efficiency, not be given more work. So the other thing that it teaches our kids is it encourages perseverance and a growth mindset. So they're having to push past imagined physical, mental, and emotional limitations. They could have real um, physical, mental, and emotional limitations, but again, they can learn to work past that, through that, and actually get the job done. Newt Gingrich said this, perseverance is the hard work you do after after you get tired of doing the hard work you already did. Now, isn't that life as an adult? This is part of life. Work is part of life. And we want our kids to understand that. Can you guess what the number one predictor of success and high performance is? It's grit. So a strong work ethic helps to encourage grit. They're all, they're kind of almost one in the same, but let, let me just define what grit is. Grit is a combination of passion and perseverance, a belief that failure can be overcome. And so instead of our kids seeing themselves as victims, they see themselves as overcomers and they see obstacles as something to conquer. So Galatians 6, 6 through 9 says, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary 
and doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So that is applicable to our kids. And we can even say those verses to them. Look, you are sowing good seeds right now. You're working hard. You're making the effort. You're overcoming. This is going to basically, you're going to reap a harvest from this. And then when you see something in the future that happens that ties back, you may have to help them see that. You could say to them, you know, the reason you have this opportunity right in front of you is because you did all the hard work back here. So we want our kids to understand that it is wise not to become weary in doing good but that we will at the proper time reap a harvest if we do not give up. And we have to believe that and know that as parents because teaching our kids a work ethic is a lot of work for us. But speaking of reaping a harvest or that delayed gratification, I want to tell you a little bit about a project that was done years ago at Stanford called the Marshmallow Project. It was a series of studies at Stanford that found that children who as young as four years old could, if they could resist tempting a a marshmallow placed in front of them and instead hold out for a larger reward in the future, which was two marshmallows, those kids became adults who were more likely to finish college. So in other words, be able to set an important life goal and complete all the steps to meet it. So there's a scientific connection there and there's a practical connection. So Stanford gave us the scientific connection. The practical connection is having our kids do chores on a daily basis. So another essential that chores teaches is teamwork. You know, just like being part of a sports team, often our kids' jobs overlap and they have to work together or they're working together on a particular task. And so what we want to do, again, is teach them to be be good stewards, to teach them that what they're doing matters. They are bringing peace and order to the home. I think that's so important to point out. Step back and look at that job. Oh, what a good job you did sweeping the floor. Look how clean that is. Doesn't that feel good to have that so clean? And you did that. So if we can encourage that feeling that gratification of a job well done and sort of relishing in it, our kids are going to enjoy their work even more. But again, reminding them that we are stewards of what God has given us and we want to bring order to chaos. That's what Jesus did when he came. He is a God of order and Jesus always brings order to chaos, never the other way around. But if things are left to themselves because we live in a sinful world, they tend toward chaos, right? And it's our job as believers to um, follow Christ's example and bring order to chaos. Here are some of the ways that chores teach teamwork. Because the kids are having to interact and communicate, it's teaching them communication. It's teaching them common courtesy, learning to treat others the way that they want to be treated. Also recognizing that they are part of something bigger than themselves. So it gives them perspective. And so this is one of the reasons we did not give an allowance. My husband and I did not give an allowance to our kids for the regular chores that needed to be done every day. We had a list of paying chores that were above and beyond, and they could only do those if they had their other regular chores done because we wanted them to understand what real life looks like. On a minimal level, we weren't dumping a bunch on them, but they were getting a little taste of what real life is like. You know, we go to a job and we don't get 
to come home typically and not have to fix dinner, not have to clean up after ourselves, not have to do our laundry, not have to clean the house. This is all part of life. It's part of living and it's part of taking care of what God has given us. Now, sometimes when you're first starting out with little ones, um, rewards are necessary. So when they're younger, you're just, you're laying a foundation. I did the little stars, the little stickers to fill in. And then maybe at the end of the week, I had a little dollar store treat or something to give them to encourage them, especially when they were first starting out. But over time, they shouldn't need that anymore. Although occasionally it's great to celebrate. Hey, everyone did such a good job on their chores this week. We're going to have s'mores over the fire. You know, we're going to have a movie night or whatever. The other thing that that this whole, um, the way that chores teach homework, or, sorry, the way that chores teach teamwork is it teaches our kids that their choices affect the people around them. That attitude is contagious. So let's just say that one child is um, just kind of having an attitude. They're not really getting their job done on time and they're choosing to go slowly let's just say that they're the person who clears the table and the person who's loading the dishwasher isn't able to get their job done because that child decided to drag their feet. These are just small everyday examples that teach our kids that their choices affect the people around them. It's important for our kids to understand that to be an effective leader, we must first learn to serve. Jesus said, if you want to be great in God's kingdom, we must learn to be a servant of all. Jesus was a strong leader. He was the son of God. He was literally the son of God. And yet he washed the disciples' feet. We are not above that and neither are our children. And it's important for us to live our daily lives with that attitude of humility. Jesus said he didn't come to be served, but to serve. So moms, parents, we really need to be an example to our kids. That's really important as well. What is our attitude toward work? What is our attitude toward the daily chores? Are we complaining all the time? Are we the poison that I talked about earlier? This where where the where the attitude is contagious and I remember, you know, when my kids were younger and One of them would just have a stinky attitude. I'd give them a couple warnings. Um, Even if we weren't actually doing work, but they just had an attitude, I would send them to their room and give them some time to self-regulate and to understand that their attitude affected the people around them. And so maybe they just needed a little bit of time to get it under control and then they could come back out. And if, you know, of course, if they stayed there and there was more to deal with, I would go back and we would talk and we would get it all handled. But at the end of the day, you have to remember that attitude is contagious. So we, especially as moms, need to set a good example. Let's not complain about doing laundry. Let's not complain about doing the dishes. You know, it's one thing that the Israelites, they suffered so much because, so many consequences in the Old Testament for two reasons. One, because they didn't remember who God was, but also they complained. They complained a lot and God has a lot to say about complaining. It displeases him very much. And so we want to set that example to our kids. Another essential that chores teach is confidence. You know, when when kids are learning how to do chores and they feel like they're part of something bigger than themselves, it gives them a huge boost of confidence, partly also because they've got a growing list of skills to draw from. And in that process, they also will have 
um, overcome many obstacles. So that gives them confidence. And then they're not afraid to jump in and try to problem solve and have more of a sense of adventure and a willingness to help. Um, They're willing to try new, new things, not afraid of failure. We've always told our kids, failure isn't a failure if you learn something from it. So one thing that's really important as well is as our kids are doing chores and they're understanding that this is actually an important part of our day, it affects their homeschooling in this very unique way as well. If you've got a child that's a struggling learner, chores can keep their help them keep their confidence up and inspire them. So as they're rocking the chores, they can begin to eventually apply that perseverance to schoolwork down the road. But in the meantime, they've got something else that's propping them up and and giving them the confidence that they need. We have to remember that if homeschooling success is only defined by grades and bookwork, our kids could buckle under the weight of what may feel like failure. And especially boys, because boys tend to run a little bit behind, especially in the beginning. They catch up later, but sometimes they feel stupid or behind because their sister or other siblings are going faster than them. And chores can sort of be a bit of a lifesaver. And I think it's important for us to remember to give as much or more praise for a job well done as we do for accomplishment in schoolwork. So kids can learn problem-solving teamwork and confidence from other things. However, when they have to walk this out day in and day out in their daily rhythms, the lessons are much more firmly planted And it gives our kids the opportunity to bond through the challenges that come with working together every day. So let's talk just real quickly about mom guilt. What do we do with that? Well, with responsibility comes privileges. As adults, we have more privileges, but we also carry more responsibilities. So one of those responsibilities is to teach our kids how to work hard and care for the people and the things that God has given them. So we need to be diligent in this. And I know that for me, there were times, maybe because I had five boys, that I had to have the mentality of of almost like a sergeant in the army. The boys seem to respond really well to this, actually. Now, there are times that we need to extend grace, but we need to be careful not to work from a place of guilt or fear or being emotional. We need to not take responsibility for what is their responsibility. We want our kids to own what they're doing. So let them do that and encourage it. Moms, there is far too much that our kids learn from chores to not include this as part of their education and even more importantly, their character. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for giving us wisdom. Thank you for giving us our own gardens to tend and then to call our children up with us to do the same. I pray for every mom listening that you would help her to be able to lay the guilt aside and to see clearly a path of um, success, a good plan for her and her children as they move forward in their daily lives and daily rhythms and include chores in that process. Lord, I thank you so much that you have given us work to do and it is good work to do. Thank you that we have the privilege of bringing order to chaos. We have the privilege of patterning Christ, of being like Christ in that area, even as we do the dishes, fold the laundry, clean our cars, take care of our homes. Thank you for our many blessings. May we be found faithful to express that thankfulness through being good stewards of what we have 
and teaching our children to do the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, moms, I promised you that I was gonna tell you about this great resource. So I wanna tell you about an amazing summer leadership camp that my friends at Excel College host. It's no secret that now more than ever before, it is vital for our teens to learn to think critically and live wisely as they navigate the world and become who God made them to be. My friends at Excel College are passionate about helping young leaders learn to discover God's truth, discern wisely, and live wholeheartedly and have fun doing it. If the teenager in your home wants to grow in their faith while building lifelong friendships and going on the adventure of a lifetime, send them to Excel College's Summer Leadership Camp. It's a transformative journey where they'll go on thrilling adventures like camping, rock climbing, and water rafting, whitewater rafting, and receive expert training and certifications in categories from CPR to wilderness first aid. Apply now at the thexlcamp.org and select Dorinda Wilson for $100 off the camp, I will leave a link in the show notes. Have a great day, moms. 